Hi friend, welcome to Charge My Core, where we are all about navigating the journey of self-discovery together. My name is Susie and I'm determined to change the world by having vulnerable conversations and deep connection that goes beyond a screen. I will help you uncover who you are at your core with insightful discussions, inspiring guests, and interactive challenges to get you out of your scroll and into your soul. This podcast will help you strip back who you think you should be to remember the wildly capable human you already are. Think of it as a cup of tea, a hug, and a kick in the butt all at once. So while we're striving for more, let's take a minute to slow down and charge our core. Hi friend, welcome back to episode five. I'm ready to nerd out about spilling the personality. Get it? Personality, spilling the tea. (laughs) That was such a bad joke. I apologize. Ah, I'm all about the corny jokes and I think I'm really funny. And especially after I just completed a 24-hour digital detox, which also leaves me feeling very much myself, which is a nerd, a dork, someone who laughs at their own jokes and I can succumb you to listening to my jokes because you're listening to my podcast. Now, in today's episode, we are going to talk about something more than just bad jokes. We are going to talk about personality tests. I talked about a little bit in episode one how obsessed I am about personality tests, about different ways to learn about yourself, and I just think that this is such a powerful tool for us to learn more about ourselves and more about others so that we can get more self-aware on this journey because that is the goal of Charge My Core. Self-awareness is the thread that ties all of my life experiences together and the more self-aware I get, the more excited I am about life, the more excited I am about myself, the more excited I am about using my voice because I know what that voice wants to be saying. So I'm going to do a little bit of an overview. I am going to have experts on on these different topics, but I want to make sure that you know what's available and why I think it's beneficial to use more than one personality test and not just pigeonhole yourself with one test, but really test the waters and see different tests, what they make you feel, what comes up for you. So this is just going to be a brief overview. It's in no way, you know, an expert opinion. This is a non-expert opinion, but they have helped me so much and I have really utilized the self-awareness to improve my career, improve my relationships, and improve my life. So I hope you can do the same. So let's dive in first. When we start out, let's talk about self-awareness. We're going to talk about this so much on Charge My Core, but what is self-awareness? And by definition, it's actually the experience of one's own personality and individuality. And it's that ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection. So why should we be doing this right now? Well, the world is heavy right now, right? There's a lot going on in politics and social justice with the global pandemic, and we're spending a lot 
more time at home by ourselves. And I think it's really important for us to realize that this is going to mean that a lot of things are coming up for us that maybe we didn't have to address before because we were so busy, right? We were busy with friends and family and work events and social events. And now we're spending all this time alone and we're like, who is this person? So hopefully these personality tests will help you figure out who that person is, meaning you. And not only can you understand yourself better, but you can also understand your loved ones better, your significant other, your children, if you are a parent, and if you are a coach or a teacher and you work directly with young people, this is a great way to understand the people that you are serving better so that you can better serve them. Because often when, no matter how self-aware we are, we often try to give people what we need instead of giving giving them what they need. And it's a very common human flaw, I guess we can say. And I think it's so important to become more self-aware in these times in the pandemic, because the more self-aware we get, the more self-efficacy we have, which reflects confidence in our ability to exert control over one's motivation, behavior, and social environment. So self-efficacy is what we believe we can control. It gives us confidence in our ability to figure life out right now. And we need that confidence, right? We need to have self-efficacy right now. And we need to have a new self-efficacy. We're redefining what this means because the world looks completely different. So the more exploration we can do right now, the better. So if you're listening to this in a few years times and we're no longer in a global pandemic, you can still focus on self-awareness. It does not have to be only in a global pandemic, but it happens to be a global pandemic. So great timing. So I want to start with the personality test that got me into personality tests while I was in university. So this is the Myers-Briggs type indicator, and it is an introspective self-report questionnaire indicating differing psychological preferences in how people perceive the world and make decisions. This test attempts to assign four categories, introversion or extroversion, sensing or intuition, thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving. And there's 16 different types. And it was created by two women, Isabel Myers and Catherine Briggs. And this is a really interesting fun fact that I didn't know until I was doing research for this episode. But during World War II, they created this personality test because they had a belief that the knowledge of personality preferences would help women entering the industrial workforce for the first time to identify the sort of wartime jobs that would be the most comfortable and effective for them. So it was really designed with women in mind to find a suitable career. And we know, obviously, women have come so far since then in the workplace and business. And it's just so amazing to think that this was created that long ago and is still used today. This will be a very important episode for you to use the show notes. The show notes are a resource on every single episode that give you a breakdown and a link to any kind of sources that I credit or 
or different authors that I talk about or whatever it is so that you can click on the website. I will link these personality quizzes in the show notes so that you have an easy one-stop shop to utilize these resources. As I said, I am going to talk about a lot of the different types in just a brief summary because I think it is so powerful to utilize different parts of each test to kind of really get this overall vision of who you are on paper, right? And of course, there's intricacies about you that are different than anyone else who has your personality type on the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram. But when they all work together, they can be really, really helpful and unique. So for example, for the Myers-Briggs personality test, I am an ENFJ. That is the protagonist. It is a person with extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging personality traits. I did this test for the first time in university in one of my graduate classes to learn how to become a teacher. And this professor was a teacher herself, a high school teacher, and she actually introduced the personality test to her ninth graders in their English class. And she really loved the way that she could assess students and get to know them better and help facilitate self-awareness at such a young age. And that really stuck with me that we can facilitate this learning and this self-awareness in other people by introducing them to these tests. And that's why I'm making this episode because of course you can just Google any old information, but podcasts make information come to life and understand why do I want to learn this? Not just what is the information, but why is it relevant to me? That is my goal. And that has always been my goal as a teacher and as a coach is I want to make people understand why they should want to learn and want to know. And what better knowing is there than knowing about yourself. Like, why wouldn't you want to know about yourself? You are the only person you're stuck with forever. It's you and you forever. Speaking of being stuck with someone forever, I think it's a good time to move on to our next test, which is the five love languages. This is not quite a personality test, but it's still assessing individuals' preferences, and this one really helps us to understand how we receive love and how we give love. I have found this to be something that is really beneficial for my relationships because we often give the love we want to receive. I'll say that again. We often give the love that we want to receive. So Five Love Languages was written by Gary Chapman. It's a book, and there's also a quiz online, which I will link in the show notes. There are five different love languages. Maybe you've heard of this before, but the five different love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And again, we often give the love that we want to receive. So for example, my primary love language is words of affirmation. So verbal expression and appreciation, compliments, love letters, cute notes, people telling you how they feel about you, you leave leaving a review on my podcast, words of affirmation. What do you know? (laughs) 
(laughs) But that is how I receive love and feel loved. So that is often the love that I give to others. But my partner, for example, my fiance, his primary love language is quality time. So for him, the way he feels loved is doing something together, unplugged, present time. So I can say all of the lovely things, but he wants to spend time with me. That is what makes him feel loved. And every single person will be different and have a different one of these five primary love language. There's something that I learned recently is that we often talk about love languages in relationships with other people, but the concept of applying love languages to how you practice self-love is so interesting to me. So my love language is words of affirmation. So how would I give myself words of affirmation? Things like a gratitude journal, writing down things I'm grateful for each and every day, affirmations, the actual practice of saying things out loud. I am strong. I am capable. I am resilient. Whatever it is that I'm working on, and especially if I am working on working past a limiting belief. Also things like watching a TED Talk or listening to motivational podcasts, which are things that I absolutely love because that is giving me information, feedback, in verbal expression, right? So we can practice these five love languages by self-love. If your love language is quality time, your primary love language, and you don't have a partner, or maybe you do have a partner, but you're working on self-love, then you can take yourself out for a walk, right? It's a pandemic. So I'm like, all the examples are things that we can do right now in lockdown, but, um, you know, taking yourself out for a nice meal, spending quality time with yourself. Maybe you can run a bath. Maybe you can play guitar or do a, a hobby that you don't often make time for. So the love languages can also be applied to our relationships, our romantic partners. They can also be applied to our platonic friendships and family relationships And they can also be applied to parenting and children. And the link that I have included in the show notes has different quizzes for different love languages that you're trying to figure out. So if you are a parent, it will give you that specific quiz. If you are in a romantic relationship, they will give you that quiz. So it is so cool to understand this. And I think that when I came to realize that I was giving my fiance the love that I wanted to receive, I really changed the way that I interacted with him once I knew what his primary love language was and once he knew what was mine. And we often remind each other as well because I'm very good at giving compliments and words of affirmation because that's what I want to receive. But if that's not what makes him feel loved, then it's falling on deaf ears, right? So the next topic that I want to move into, right? I told you we're going quick and dirty. The next one is birth charts. So we're going to get a little woo-woo. We're going to get a little spiritual. So if this is not something you're into, listen with an open mind. I implore you to listen with an open mind. Most people know about Western astrology. They know about your sun sign, right? Your zodiac sign. That is just where the sun was at the time that you were born. So many people like this type of astrology, read horoscopes, right? This is a very kind of mainstream form of astrology. But there are also 
things called birth charts. And birth charts is the full map of the sky at the exact time and place that you were born, including all of the planets. So every single planet that was in the night sky when you were born has a different meaning, right? And so for me, I have always kind of resonated with astrology. I met my college roommate and we had the same birthday and she was super into astrology. Shout out to Kindle. If you're listening to this, I know you probably are. We got to know each other so well. And when we moved in together, we were not very close friends. We were, you know, mere acquaintances, but we quickly found out that we had so much in common. And so much of that had to do with us both being born on June 2nd, June 2nd, Gemini's. So we understood it and we learned about it and her fascination with it and personality types, right? She's an INFJ. So she is the introvert to my extrovert. We talk about it all the time. We still do. And it's something that really was a rabbit hole for me. And I really didn't get super into birth charts until the last couple of years when I've gotten more into my spirituality. And I have learned about the place of the moon when you were born. So the sun, the moon, and the rising, those are your main three signs, but every single planet matters in your chart. And to get a full assessment of what astrology means for you and your personality and your emotions and the way you love, you need to do your full chart. So if you are a beginner listening to this, then you might want to download the CoStar app that does your chart for you. I'm also including a link to Cafe Astrology where you can do it for free. But once you get the chart, you obviously have to interpret the information and that is where experts can come in. And I'm going to have my friend who read my birth chart, Whitley. She is so knowledgeable. I'm going to have her on the podcast and we're going to dive deep into it. So again, this is just an overview, but I really think that if you are interested in birth charts, you should definitely follow Whitley on social media and look out for her episode. If you're wanting more information about this right away, I can highly recommend my friend's podcast called The Middle. They deep dive into all of the planets, your moon sign, your sun sign, your rising sign, what it means, and they have so much information, and I will link their podcast in the show notes. So the last two tests I've only learned about in the last couple of years, and they've become really trendy on social media. So maybe you've heard of them as well, but maybe not. So the first one is the Enneagram test. And this personality test is very unique because it is not stagnant. You are one type. You identify as one type, but you can change types based on times of being stressed and being relaxed. The Enneagram is really based on the internal. So it shows you what motivates you and what you're really afraid of, which you might have an idea about, but I never understood myself better than when I did a birth chart reading and found out what my Enneagram type was at the same time. And I was like, mind blown. So if you haven't done both of those things, girl, you are in for a treat. I love the Enneagram. I think it is so interesting because it shows you how we can change. Our personalities are not always going to be the same. 
And surprise, surprise, you can take a quiz, which will be linked in the show notes to figure out what type of the nine types of the Enneagram that you are. You can do some research on it. I actually did hear, though, from a Enneagram expert who gave a workshop in the personal growth community I'm in called The Collective, which I'm obsessed with. And in that workshop, she talked about the fact that a lot of times people can mistype on quizzes and her expert advice was to go to enneagraminstitute.com and to read the descriptors of each type and to choose the type based on which one felt like it was reading a part of your soul, like it was reading into your diary and that would be your type. So for me, I am a type seven and enneagram seven, the enthusiast. I'm spontaneous, versatile, inquisitive, and scattered. I would say that's a pretty accurate description of me. And there are tons of Instagram accounts, social media accounts that are distinct for each type. And it is a serious rabbit hole. All of these personality tests are actual rabbit holes, but I love going down them. And once you've taken them for yourself, then you can facilitate your partner or your friends or your children taking them. And that can be helping your own self-awareness, but actually improving your relationships as well. Because once you understand your partner's personality more deeply and what motivates your partner and what is your partner afraid of, you can connect on such a deeper level, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not. Uh, My fiance takes all the quizzes and yeah, I just analyze him in my own spare time. And the last personality test is one that is absolutely exploding right now. It's called human design. And it's really a tool to describe our energy and how we should be using our energy and what our purpose is on this earth. And it is actually channeled. It's kind of a weird story if you Google it by Alan Robert Krakow. And it there are five types and they all describe what you should be using your energy for. There's manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, which is what I am, projectors, and reflectors. And manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators are all energy sources and projectors and reflectors are non-energy. And the purpose for manifestors is to start something and to inform. The purpose for generators is to build something. Manifesting generators is kind of a combination of both of those. The purpose is to start and to build something, but in a unique way. Uh, Manifesting generators are often multi-passionate and they're really good at starting things. Projectors, purpose is to guide and to lead and reflectors purpose. Those are the rarest of all human design types and to show others their highest potential. So I will again in the show notes link something for you to determine your type. It is similar to the birth chart where you are entering your birth date and time and then it is calculating what you are. I'm really fascinated by human design and a lot of people are now tapping into human design for business and how you can be the most creative and the most effective in your workplace, whether it is for your own business or if you are employed by someone else. And they say that it's really good to have multiple types of human design on your team because 
There are people who have energy for different projects, different parts of the project. And this is one we also learned about in our personal growth community by an expert called VictoriaJane.hd on Instagram. And it was very fascinating. This is one that I'm going to put some attention into because I've spent so much time learning about the others. So I really hope that this was helpful to learn a little bit about each of these personality types. Of course, there are other ones like the gemstone personality, the color code personality. I'm pretty sure there's tons of ones where you can like choose what forest animal you are and stuff. Um, I personally will never poo-poo any of them. I think it's such a cool way to say, oh, Me too. I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. And if you can start to learn to understand yourself, you will understand the world better and you will know how to show up with more confidence. You will know how to show up and have better relationships. You will know how to facilitate this self-awareness and these conversations for other people because I think the more that we can get to know ourselves, the better. So I really hope that these tools were helpful. If you listen to this episode and you already love one of these and you want to talk about it with me, please slide into my DMs. I am always up for a chat about self-awareness, self-discovery, anything we discuss on the podcast. I love connecting with you. That's why I created this podcast, and that's why I'm going to continue to cultivate the community of Charge My Core. Thank you so much for being here, because without you, I'm just talking to myself, which wouldn't be that weird. (laughs) See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Charge My Core. If you vibed with this episode, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at enthusiasm because if you connected with this episode, then I bet your friends will too. Together, we can figure out how to charge up ourselves as much as we charge our devices. Until next time, focus on less scroll and more soul.